Welcome, listeners, to another episode, and thank you for tuning into our podcast. Uh, today is September twenty first, um, two thousand seventeen, and it's a Thursday. I am bad driver. This is tech support. And I am MAGA, and together we are Stereotypes. And uh, what we're going to briefly discuss in the beginning is uh, a little bit wrap-up of our last session and pose the question of the original topic is, what is our opinion towards refugees versus illegal aliens? And uh, first, I'll start off with uh, Bad Driver. What are your thoughts on this? Well, um, my thought is I tend to have more compassion for refugees uh, versus illegals, and the reason is because refugees tend to be forced um, out of their homes, you know, due to due to war and famine. So they um, they didn't have a choice to um, to come to a foreign uh, place to stay. Uh, whether temporarily or forever, uh, whereas illegal immig- uh, immigrants, uh, they yes, you can argue that they can be or they might be refugees as well, but most of the time the illegals are here because they just want a better life um, for themselves uh, compared to the life that they had uh, at uh, in their home country. So they 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 tend to have uh, more of a choice um, than when when you uh, when you compare it to them to refugees. So that's the reason why um, I think um, um, I'm more I, I I have more compassion for refugees uh, versus the deal. Just to clear it up, yeah. Just to clear it up, uh, we are talking about refugees that come to the United States. Now, just in general, refugees everywhere. Our main focus is kind of uh, within the U.S. Correct. Our stereotypes, our thoughts, and all that is based on what we see in the United States. Right. We will uh, eventually, you know, pull out, uh, we do uh, every now and then pull out, you know, examples of uh, uh, international examples. But uh, at the end, our thoughts and what we're thinking, it's uh, based on American society. Also, uh, I want to, uh, now I want to, you know, uh, uh, tell you my standpoint and why I, uh, I stand like that. Well, my standpoint, if uh, the refugee crisis and the situation that refugee gets into, uh, it's, it's a life experience. Uh, it's a life experience. I never had to do it. That doesn't mean that, uh, uh, I don't have compassionate, I'm not compassionate for them. I mean, uh, if I have a choice, uh, to help them or not, I'll first think about the kids. And I mean, it doesn't matter. For kids, I'm all for it. Refugees or illegals, I'm all for it. I'm going to help them. And uh, if it is something that I, for the adults, uh, I, I don't really, 
it doesn't really have to be my responsibility. I should have the say and if I'm if I'm I'm able to do, you know, and help them, I shouldn't be looked down upon. I mean, yeah, it, helping anyone is a Christian thing, it's a uh, Muslim thing. Most all religion, you know, supports that and helping each other. That's a great thing to do. And but when it comes to refugees and illegals, I mean, illegals, they're straight up breaking the law. Uh, there are situations when you have no choice but break the law. Uh, I understand that, but in, in, in the process, you know, in the point of view of the United States, most of the people comes to the United States, they already have a set mind, whether they're in trouble or not, they have a set mind. Most of them, from my personal experience, they come here just to like, hey, I can make more money here, so I'm just going to come here, just, just, you know, use, abuse the process, whatever, and come here, become illegal if I have to, because there are ways I can become legal, even if I don't, as long as I stay here, I make more money than I make in uh, my country, my where I'm from. So I really, uh, I think, uh, I, uh, well, not I think, I do have more uh, sympathy towards the refugees than the illegals uh, when, when we're talking about United States. Yeah, and I, I would agree with tech support and, and bad driver as well that there's definitely, um, and I think that's uh, a general consensus is that there is more compassion towards the refugees as opposed to illegal aliens entering into, you know, this country. Uh, however, there's a, on my side, there is a lot of skepticism um, as, as for the reasonings why they're, they're entering into this country and how legit and true and honest they are. Uh, of course, mm -hmm. when it comes to kids, and I think I lean more towards tech support on this, when it comes to kids, um, there's there's no judgment. Uh, I think it opens up to both, uh, you know, stereotypes on that and, and the fact that um, there's, there's way more compassion with that. But um, there's a lot of factors that you have to uh, think about uh, when it comes to this. Obviously, the, you know, the, the American population is massively growing. There's a huge deficit that we have. And there's also, uh, you know, the poverty level is, is not the greatest as well. So we have to think about those things when we're taking into consideration um, of who is actually entering into this country. Um, if somebody is obviously a refugee and they're legitimately a refugee uh, by source and mm -hmm. by um, where they're actually coming from, um, absolutely I do agree that we should um, do everything in our power that's, to that's uh, kind of my protect them too. and try to get them in. So, do you yeah. think we should have stricter um, vetting processes for refugees um, than what we have now, or or do you think it's it's it pretty good where it is right now? Well, yeah, I, I I will let you talk about that. I mean, I know this question is towards you, but I have something to say as well. Uh, say as well for that. Go ahead. Oh. I, I I think we I think we need to have I think we have need to have stricter policies overall, which includes refugees uh, entering into this country. Um, but it's not just you know just them; it's illegal aliens that enter into this country as well. Uh, I do think overall we need to have stricter policies um, 
there's other ways, um, which we will discuss in this session, to uh, provide relief to those refugees and protection. Um, and I'll go into further detail, but I, I do think that we, we need to uh, tighten up a little bit on the uh, restrictions and policies of who is actually enter and entering into this country. So my thoughts, uh, I, I uh, agree uh, somewhat with MAGA in this case, and uh, but I want to focus on the asylum seekers. Most of the time, when we're seeing influx of refugees like Syria, you know, coming from Syria and, uh, and Iraq right now, we know there is a situation over there which is creating these refugees. But when we're seeing asylum seekers, uh, they're coming from just normal country. A lot of times, they're just here like, oh, yeah, I am uh, with the opposition uh, party, and now they're trying to prosecute me. And we give them the processes. Uh, we give them, uh, uh, what do you call, uh, work visa right away. And then we, uh, and most of the time, these are the asylum seekers coming in as tourists. They're coming in as tourists. As soon as they come in as tourists, they become illegal or they apply for asylum. Uh, so at first, they are, uh, you know, not coming the right way. I understand, say they are, they couldn't do anything but, uh, you know, uh, tourist visa thing. But when they're coming in, we shouldn't just give them uh, two years, you know, or the work permit, whichever, however many years. We shouldn't just give them the work permit. We should definitely cross-check these things. When we're taking in refugees in bulk, uh, and uh, we are taking in because there is a war going on in this country, we actually know about it. The, uh, the world knows about it. And once they come in, we can keep them on the list. We can, uh, you know, cross-check them, and we know we can, you know, uh, uh, track them in a way that what they're doing, what they're are they good citizens or not, or you know, uh, at, uh, when we are rehabilitating, you know, uh, we're help, helping them to, you know, uh, set up something here. We we will uh, uh, we should talk to these volunteers and uh, uh, social workers to find out how what kind of people are they. We'll know a lot more that way instead of like just vetting them in. Because when war uh, like refugees coming in, we don't have much way to vet them. You know, that war, uh, country is in war. No records can be found, especially Middle East and Asia and all that. But asylum seekers, these are the guys abusing the system. So, so you say we should check their oh, background and, and keep track of them for X amount of years? Yes, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would agree with that too. So, yeah. But, you know, when it comes to war, um, you know, obviously uh, chaos, which is war, it creates, you know, um, disorder. And so it's very difficult to uh, keep track uh, when, when a war is involved of, you know, the refugees and, the, and, the, and you know, people that are displaced uh, globally, too. 
Uh, That's when the keeping trap comes in play that if we actually uh, admitted some normal human being who are actually the victims, or we admitted Mm -hmm. some ISIS, you know, uh, infiltrators, uh, we have no way, a lot of time, we have no way to check this out uh, when people coming from war-infested zones. Uh, But once they come in, we keep them on check for X amount of time. I mean, you can pretend for two years. You can pretend for all your life. We can keep them on track until, say, 10 years. UK does it. They have. Uh, they don't give anyone citizenship uh, when they come in as, uh, you know, uh, for work permit. After five years, you get your green card. Then after that, I think five more years, uh, then you can uh, apply for your citizenship. Yeah, before we make them our citizens, we should keep keep yeah. in touch with them, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and 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 and, and uh, to add to that, um, you know, as far as political officials, you know, and then the U.S. government, uh, when we've got refugees knocking on our door, you know, American citizens, as well as the media, uh, you know, looking for immediate decision on this uh, from the government to whether to uh, let them in or not. And so there's a lot of pressure coming from uh, society as a whole, you know, uh, mm-hmm. through the government, to whether to make an immediate decision uh, to en- allow them to enter in this country, you know. And obviously it does take uh, a little bit of time uh, with the examples that you were saying to define, uh, you know, who the refugees are and, uh, you know what 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 the issue is in, uh, as a whole. Uh, I I would like to get some uh, input from um, uh, our bad driver as well. But uh, before uh, we get that, I want to tell you this: when the refugee knocks on door, uh, the uh, the treaty and the uh, the pledge we signed in 1951, it we agreed to take them in right away. So uh, we, we uh, as a, you know, uh, good, as a country uh, and a, and a uh, good country, we are the good guys. We, uh, the people here, they're very concerned and they, all, they want to have the answers quick and, you know, even if we take them in, they're not going to fly out, you know. We can keep track of them, and it's not like I'm saying that, okay, put them in a camp. No, when, uh, uh, what I'm saying is when uh, the Syrians were uh, going to Greece, what did they do? They actually occupied this one uh, piece of land, and, you know, the uh, uh, Greece army and the police uh, actually patrol that area and kept them in a camp, right? And mm-hmm. that is going on still. It's an indefinite thing. They don't, they're not getting held to, you know, are they going to be there or not? Uh, or or they, It was just a station before they, they were, you know, moved to Turkey. They were moved to um, Egypt and other countries, Jordan. I mean, I'm sure even if we have a camp, it will be a lot better than Greece, and it will be 
uh, it will have humanitarian aid because our citizens are good people. I believe in our citizens. I mean, we see these hurricanes hitting Houston, Harvey, uh, Houstonians helping Houstonians. They are, and all throughout the country helping each other, right? So even if we take them in because we agreed to, we can cross-check. We can take some time and cross-check while they are surviving. See what I'm saying? So, so are you supporting? You so, yeah. so, so you supporting setting up like a, an actual camp uh, that holds refugees when they come in. Um, is that well, what you're I said saying? Camp. I didn't mean a camp concentration camp that we're just gonna put them there. They can leave there. No, what I'm saying is we can we have housing. What we're doing now. We can just do that. We have housing. They know anything. They don't know anything. They can't go anywhere. But we just have to keep an eye on them. If there is someone who, uh, you know, they are part of ISIS or whatever, they're just getting into, you know, do something bad eventually. So that, you know, we have at least eyes watching them. So, so, so I'm so not like, saying that we're going to, yeah. So like put, put them in government housing or, or yeah. something along that line. Uh, while yeah. we um, check their backgrounds and see how they yeah. are, so so like during this whole process, are we going? Uh, are are we giving them work visas or 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 something, you know, to help them make money, or or are we just giving them money, or or what what are we doing in, in while we're checking their background? So when we are taking these people in, this is our obligation. Uh, when we're taking these people in, this is our obligation, American government and the people's obligation to feed them, house them. Uh, i rather wait for them to get a work visa and uh, work. i rather wait until their, you know, background checks out all that. Okay. And I, I think it is worth of spending taxpayers' money to feed these people until... We declare them as, you know, uh, okay, right? They can, uh, they're good to go. They can get uh, their work permit. I mean, once they get their work permit, this, these people are going to pay taxes. They're going to contribute to the society. Just think about uh, um, yeah, Syrian refugees, right? Syrians are 18% of their population are highly educated. Where in America, 11% of our population has higher degrees. So they are good, you know, uh, if you're looking for the labor force that will contribute to the society, they're good people. I'm not saying all the refugees are going to be like the Syrian refugees, but when they're coming in, we should invest in them so that they can contribute to the society, not just give them like, hey, work visa, go to wherever and work Mm -hmm. we have to train them we have an opportunity to train them invest in them so that they can pay contribute to the society not pay us back what i'm saying is in a way they're paying us back too okay so i guess we can link this um to one of our questions which is uh, if we're involved in over 50 percent in um you know in a crisis like for example let's say we're involved we were involved in iraq uh, which you know, which was over fifty percent involvement. 
So with us, so are we? Um, uh, the question was: uh, Are we responsible for accepting or automatically accepting these refugees just because we're uh, we're above fifty percent involvement in, uh, in right? So the, the war so in their the, country. So yeah. So the yeah the 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 three takeaway questions were, you know, from last session was: Do you think the U.S. government and corporate greed contributes to the current modern terrorism? Uh, do you agree the massive influx of refugees that is due to terrorism organization is heavily related to the U.S. government and our corporate greed? And then finally, as a responsible country that holds 60% involvement of, you know, this contribution, should we accept refugees into this country? Um, so, you know, with those questions, uh, first one, I answered yes. Second one, yes, and third one, no. Um, and I think the the last one was the uh, more of more of the hot topic, hot discussion yeah. about that. But um, absolutely, we we you know the U.S. government does you know, have a contribution to the current modern terrorism. Um, I believe our intentions, our initial intentions, are for the good, for the good of the people globally, and for the good of this country. Um, we begin with that, and then we uh, do not really understand fully the um, the effects of of our um, involvement into the other countries and our actions. Exactly, uh, you know, a perfect example, obviously, of this is you know um, this the Syrian civil war that's going that's going on right now. Mm -hmm. uh, houses, you know, um, under the under the UNHCR, it houses uh, roughly five million registered refugees. Mm. Um, out of the twenty, this is back in you know twenty fifteen uh, numbers, yes. but this is uh, uh, out of the twenty one million uh, refugees globally, you know, and so that's that's a hard high percentage, and yeah. uh, sixty sixty five million sixty five million people. Uh, globally are considered displaced. Um, so that's, you know, uh, you wow. know, illegals and refugees and things of that nature. Um, now, do we, do we have an obligation to, um, accept these as refugees into this country? And, and, and this is, um, where I, I disagree with that, uh, wholeheartedly in the fact that we, um, being a member, uh, member state of the UNHCR, uh, we can actually, you know, provide other avenues as far as protection or, uh, you know, placing them in, uh, in other countries. It doesn't have to be that we have to fully accept them into uh, our country as a refugee, but we are there to uh, naturally assist them and, and do anything possible that we can to take them out of that environment. Uh, it's, it's a turmoil of an environment, uh, and we we need to do everything that we can. And I feel that there's there's other options and and you know opportunities to take care of those people as well. But um, if if we're in, involved over fifty or sixty percent, uh, what gives us the right to you know to put the responsibility uh, in other nations? So you you're saying that we you know we're heavily involved, but we shouldn't. Uh, be also, you know, too involved in getting or, or in uh, dealing with the responsibility 
which one of them is, you know, is the uh, refugees, you know, they need a place to stay. So, I mean, what gives us the rise that, oh, you know, you, you can't come into our, or or 70% of you cannot come into our country, uh, so we have to place you in, let's say, Turkey or um, Egypt or, or whatever. So what gives us the right to do that rather than taking um, those refugees ourselves? It's, 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 not a, it's not a matter of forcing them into other countries. It's a matter of what's the quickest extraction, uh, what's the best solution, what's the best solution overall to get them into a safe and better environment. It may not necessarily mean uh, get them into our country, you know, that might be, uh, you know, might take a lengthy time. It might be more difficult. But you got 101 members uh, of the UN out of 193 that are part of the UN, UNHCR, and it's not a matter of when 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 that committee meets as a whole, they're not a, they're not going. Oh, okay. Well, you're you're 50 percent, uh, you know, involved in 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 why these people are considered refugees. So we're going to have you handle that handle that issue. No, that's not how it works. Uh, how it works is they work as a whole. Um, this committee works as a whole, and they do everything as, as they can as a whole um, to, you know, extract extract the refugees out of the uh, the dire you know issue that the uh, place that they're in. And I, I just think that, and feel that that is our responsibility. And we are taking responsibility, being involved in that committee and taking uh, a chair in that committee and making decisions with the other member states in that committee. So it's not a matter of blaming or, you know, putting blame or involvement uh, and, and taking percentage and saying, okay, well, you handle this and you handle that because you're, you're highly involved in it. You know, don't you think, I, and, and, I, and I do agree with this, that, there's, there's a lot of ish, a lot of cases where the the United States has has not had uh, you know zero contribution to refugees or maybe minimum contribution, but we are still assisting and we are still helping and doing everything that we can being on this committee to uh, extract them and, and and find make make their lives a little bit better. Okay. So uh, as you clear uh, this. Um, you know, your point of view out that it's because it, you think that way because, you know, uh, what is the best way to do it because of that? If it involves bringing them to the United States, they should, you know, they, it, 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 I mean, if it was the best to do was to bring that all of them to the United States, you would agree to that as well, right? Absolutely, yeah. If that's the if that if that's the best solution, then I would agree mm -hmm. with that. And yes, we you know if that's uh, the quickest and most efficient, and um, you know we we find that um, naturally we will take care of the refugees. Um, there's no other solution, or there are, but they're obviously not as beneficial as taking them into our country. Then I I completely agree that we should do that. Yes. Okay. Well. That clears up a lot of it. <laughs> okay. Well, let's move on then to the, our last question, then we can wrap up to the next one. Well, I mean, tech support, bad driver. I mean, what are what are your standpoints and your thoughts and opinions on 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 what we just 
you know, on the oh, last yeah. three questions. Yeah, we know we'll probably yeah, didn't talk about it. But my standpoint is, um, if we're involved, uh, two things comes in play. One is, well, we're involved or not. Two things comes in play. One is moral, moral responsibility. Second, what we are actually obligated to do. Uh, UN, um, uh, the, uh, the treaty 1951 uh, uh, provision that we signed, that makes us obligated to take refugees regardless, right? And our moral involvement should be especially on those areas where we were, you know, highly involved to creating those. So at the end, we should be uh, not just thinking about uh, uh, bringing them to the best place. We should also think about bringing the best to them wherever they are. Uh, uh, so... It, it is our moral obligation. So, so when, uh, like majority, 87% of the refugees are placed in five countries, Turkey, Jordan, uh, Egypt, and uh, Iraq, and one of the other countries over there. Uh, and only 13%. And I'm sure this is being, uh, this is happening because they have, uh, it, it was happening very fast, and they were the closest countries, and they took over. So it's not just the best way. If you're telling me that 20% uh, of these 5.5 million registered refugees should be in Egypt, and that's the best way to do it, I wouldn't agree. Uh, because uh, Egypt is now a poor country. They are in in their own civil war for uh, years now, uh, uh, ever since Hosni and Mubarak, right? So um, that's one thing. We shouldn't be, we shouldn't even think that we should have this idea at least, especially in the United States since we were involved in this, that Egypt is not a place to uh, uh, place these refugees, whoever was there. We should at least bring them out of that country or t uh, take them to the United States. I think it's our moral obligation. Jordan, I'm not going to talk about it because Jordan is a rich country. It's, uh, it has the money to provide all those refugees. Turkey, same way. Uh, Iraq, second. Come second, Iraq. We have Iraqi refugees in the United States. Iraq is now refugee, you know, uh, providing a place for Syrian refugees. They are still in war. We need to, I know that was the best to do to place them in Iraq at that time, but we should think more and accept more refugees, Syrian refugees especially, and uh, uh, to the United States, England, uh, in Canada. Canada is accepting a lot of them. They're trying to, you know, uh, uh, you know, they're taking in a lot of refugees. That's my point, uh, standpoint for this. We should be morally obligated, even though uh, uh, they, a lot of refugees are already placed in some countries, and especially Iraq and uh, Egypt, I don't agree with. I don't think uh, that's the best place for them.
Okay, and a bad driver? Well, I mean, I I agree some parts with both of y'all. Um, my, my is pretty simple. Um, like I said before, if we're heavily involved in that country's um, disaster, I guess, then we should take the bulk. Of, we should take the bulk of the responsibility of handling the refugees, and even if that means bringing them uh, to our country uh, to take care of them. Um, and if we're, if we're not heavily involved, if we're involved, um, you know, very minor, um, then that, that can be up to us how, uh, altruistic we want to be. You know, if we want to uh, still accept a high number or we just want to, oh, you know, I'm not too involved in this, so I'll only take a few, you know, so, so that'd be up to us. Um, but of course, historically, Americans have been pretty um, 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 good-hearted. So we do take more balls. Yes, we're mm-hmm. more. Yes, we're more generous. So historically, we do, um, you know, do more of our share than what is required. But I think that if yeah. we're mm-hmm. if we're actually responsible for uh, them being displaced, then we need to be, um, you, know, you know, we need to be, we need to meet and that responsibility. It comes to my mind that if it was in Syria, if it was uh, Ukraine, we would take them all in. <laughs> what do you think? What do you guys think? Bad driver, MAGA, what do you if, think? If it was Ukraine, uh, you know. Well, it, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, we we should, uh, you know, we should be applying our, um, you know, our, our policies to all foreign nations, not just oh, yeah. you know. But our, what I'm saying is, uh, it's it's becoming hard, and it's a big issue uh, that we're bringing in too many refugees, or previous uh, administration signed up to bring in too many refugees to this country. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I think I think it goes back to I think it goes back to what you both discussed, which is our our American you know moral compass. I mean, we are obviously extend uh, generosity, overly extend generosity, just because mm-hmm. of our, what this country is founded upon and what we're yes. based upon, and and yes. so that is that is what's causing you know the the issue at hand as far as the uh we already you know, accepted high way too many refugees. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's true hey so, uh, that is very true we are very generous towards helping people that is something i have learned personally and have seen personally i know personally right right so so oh uh, well, yeah that's uh, that's, that's Go ahead. Well, no, I, I was going to say, so um, I guess that let's move on to the you know, not-so-nice part, you know, the, the, the two remaining questions about, you know, whether greed, con- uh, greed contributed to, uh, to some of this refugee crisis, yeah. uh, crises and all that, all that. So you guys can start. All right, take well, the floor. Go ahead. Well... When we go into a country back in days, when uh, during since Cold War, right, we would go in even before that Second World War, First World War. We would help people to rebuild. We rebuild the 
all like we heavily involved in rebuilding Europe. We brought in a lot of refugees. A lot of people went back because we built that country, right? We were heavily involved in all that. And also, we have to keep that in mind. The people in Europe wasn't rebellious towards us when we were rebuilding the country. Our culture, our uh, way of life kind of masked theirs. Uh, but later on, when we started, uh, 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 not we started, when we got involved in the Middle East, it was the mentality behind it uh, portrayed as we are going there to, uh, we are going to, uh, you know, spread democracy in these countries. They're backdated. They don't uh, treat their women right. A lot of it are true. But then again, we also projected only that part towards our uh, people, uh, the citizens of the United States. But in the back, it was actually uh, our financial gain, our, uh, not just for the country, for a country as a whole, a little bit. But individually, a lot of people gained from these wars, and it became a tradition. Now, every time we see we're going into a war, there is uh, some kind of financial gain for uh, oil industry. That's my thing. The corporate greed uh, changed the way of our thinking, actual American way. That's You're absolutely right, and I, I agree with that too. And, and um, you know, part of that is is the lobbyists that are heavily involved with the uh, U.S. government, which I, mm-hmm. uh, you know I think is, needs to be completely taken away. Um, but you know, yeah, absolutely. And but I, I think yeah, I think you know, decades ago we had initially we had good intentions, but now corporate greed has taken over our minds. Um, as far as yes, we still have the initial good intention. But then, you know, we're saying, oh, how can we benefit this? How, how can we benefit from this? What can we extract from this country that can benefit our country? You know, and part of it and, country, and though, high... My problem is the individual level. For a country, I mean, we can take some benefit for helping them out. We can have some good business treaty going on, you know, which is fair for both of us, not just one-sided. But... Uh, in recent ages, Middle East, especially, we're seeing that we are going there. I mean, our leaders saying that we should have just taken all the oil and leave. I mean, this is kind of mentality we see nowadays, and people are speaking loudly about this. I I agree with both right. of you, and, and, and I agree with that. Yeah. Yes. Go ahead, Beth. So uh, well, I I agree with uh, both of you guys. Uh, back then, uh, let's just say, use World War Two for example. You know, after the war, uh, we of course spent uh, or sent a lot of money to Europe and Japan to rebuild. Um, so initially, we you know we we want to help them, and then after that, it's more like okay, now that we help you, you know, what can you do to help us? So you know, for example, Japan, they have the te- they have a lot of technology. So they share, they, or they have been sharing a lot of technology with us. So that's the benefit that we're gaining from them for uh, helping them rebuild. And it's a fair trade. Right. And then, you know, for the same thing with Europe, you know, we gain uh, allies and we gain influence in the region. 
um, um, mainly against 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 uh, Russia. Yeah, uh, against uh, the spread of uh, uh, back then the Soviet Union. Um, mm-hmm. So so that was what we gained. Um, but now nowadays, in like our involvement involvement in the Middle East, it seems like it's 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 uh, switched. So we look for opportunities uh, before we go in. So okay, what? How can we benefit from this? From entering this country? Yeah, exactly. How can we benefit from uh, causing a war uh, in this country and and, and you know, et cetera? So okay, so once we have a list of things that will benefit us, then we go in. You know, cause civil war, revolution, whatever you call it, and then you no, know, then we benefit from it, and then um, years later we like, oh shit, you know, uh, the whole country is in turmoil, and all the innocent people are uh, suffering and all stuff. Okay, so let's you know, let's help these people. So, so I feel nowadays, uh, since we're our government is more influenced by corporations and by lobbyism. Uh, we feel like it uh, that helping people is the second um, second priority um, rather than the first that we used to have. So and that, it becomes a priority because we're obligated, right? Because, because we want it, right? Because we're obligated. Yeah, to help yeah. Still, so right, right. But I, I would, I would disagree with that. I, I do feel that our initial intention is still for the good of them, but. I, I I agree, and but I also feel that our second thought, which is a bigger thought, is that the corporate greed is where it steps in. I don't I don't feel that it has taken over uh, uh, our initial thought, and so that's I think that's where we kind of agree and disagree on that. So. Okay. Um, well, that's an issue. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we not we do obviously uh need to continue on here and I I think we uh there's a lot of uh, agreements and disagreements on on what we discussed which I think yeah. it kind of clears the air as far as um you know some point. point um yeah. right but our next our next topic uh, uh that we're going to take away and want you guys to think about of course these are going to be yes or no questions but uh is mainly discussing the uh, Black Lives Matter interest group um, that has obviously been created recently and has really uh, made an impact on uh, today's society. And uh, my first question to you guys is, do you think it is, um, does the Black Lives Matter movement increasingly, increasingly divide the races mainly between um, Caucasians and blacks. Well, and I'll, I'll ask a uh, bad driver first. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. So, uh, I think that the, the, the purpose or the initial purpose of the movement itself was not to divide. I think it was more of a, uh, way to, um, 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 uh, uh, awareness. It's more awareness than to divide. I think that was the main initial purpose of it. So, um, so in that in that regard, no, um, it I don't think it divides. But um, in reality, you know the way that okay. First of all, let's let's clear one thing. The media uh, only portrays the negative parts of a lot of things, 
and including this Black oh, Lives exactly. Matter uh, movement. So oh, I, I think oh, it's only a small portion of the movement. It's all it's and, you know it's all causing all this ruckus and um, um, violence and all that stuff. Whereas the ma- the majority of the movement is that are actually peaceful and uh, positive. So um, so I don't think the movement itself um, caused is causing the divide in the race in the racial um, uh, situation that we're having right now. I think it's more the media. So my answer to your question is no. The movement is not itself is not dividing the nation. Hi, uh, tech support. Well, uh, let's uh, sort this up to uh, like a yes no uh, question. Right. And, uh, Correct. Yeah. Uh, I would say it is dividing, and I would say that for my uh, black friends, actually, you know. Why I say that uh, I'm a minority in this country as well, and it it alienates uh, me from this. Uh, my life matters too, and uh, right. Right. Uh, I see biases towards me too uh, from my community, from white community, from black community, all communities. There will be some, but it is a small portion. And okay, so uh, I, well, I would say, but let's discuss it in the next uh, session. Uh, I would say it, this movement is causing trouble. So I agree. Okay. To, uh, I agree to your question that it is actually dividing people. Okay, and and I would I would say yes as well, and I'll explain that in the, in the next session. Uh, second question: um, With the police force out there, do you feel that they are targeting blacks? Bad yes. driver. Uh, yes, they are, um, but um, but it, it's not their fault. Is is uh, but, but yes, they are. Or it, it's not all their okay. fault. Okay, and and tech support, you you would agree with that as well? Uh, uh, yes, I agree. Yeah, okay, okay, and I, I agree with that. They are being targeted. Okay, and then the the last final question is: Do you think that the blacks are targeting themselves uh, with with the high uh, crime rates that have uh, that that they've caused? Uh, bad driver. Uh, yes, definitely. And, and, and for me, yes, uh, they are uh, causing this issue uh, in a way that uh, the rate of the crime uh, within the community uh, towards them is high. So, uh, yes, I agree, but I still have a lot, lot to say. We'll discuss next session. Okay, and, and that's a, a yes for me as well, and we'll... We'll dive more into that on the next session, um, but that's going to be it for today. Uh, of course, thank you, everyone, for listening. We have uh, a new episode every week. Please subscribe to our podcast so that you will never miss an episode. Um, everyone have a wonderful day, and uh, God bless. God bless. Thank you.